0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief Amy Newmark.
1: Hey, it's Amy Newmark and it's Friend Friday, and I'm back today with my friend Mike Dow, who I call America's go to therapist. We have written a great new Chicken Soup for the Soul book for you that does something different. It takes Chicken Soup for the Soul stories and combines them with Mike's easy-to-understand explanations of cognitive behavioral therapy and how you can use it yourself and train your brain to act as your own therapist and solve some of your problems yourself. So, Mike, welcome back to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this book, Amy. I I think people are going to realize that CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy is a really practical way that they can train their brains to become happier, to feel less stress. And we teach you how to do that in this book. So, you know, this book is filled with two dozen of the most common issues that I see in my private practice. So I know that all of the readers are going to find probably multiple chapters that they really need. And all of the chapters are just filled with heartwarming stories and then CBT-based tools to train your brain to essentially become your own therapist. You know, I I think we need more of that these days. I think people are more stressed than ever before. And whether you're too busy to go to therapy or it's too expensive or whatever the issue may be, or you want to use this book in conjunction with therapy, I think we could all train our brains no matter who we are, and we can all become a little bit better and a little bit happier. And that's what this book will help each and every one of you to do.
1: Yeah, and with the holidays coming up, we've chosen a couple of great chapters to talk about. Today, we're talking about weight loss tips that work, which is a wonderful thing to do before the holidays. We also decided we're going to tell everybody about our chapter on the power of forgiveness, which I think is a wonderful thing to do before the holidays because don't most of us need that before all of those holiday get-togethers with all of those people. So (laughs) we're going to talk about those two things. But I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about you first, Mike. So Dr. Mike Dow is a New York Times bestselling author. His books have been bestsellers all around the world. They've been published in multiple languages. And you may have actually seen him on various television shows because he is the therapist that many shows turn to when they want to talk about brain health or mental illness or relationships or addiction or nutrition He has been a regular on The Dr. Oz Show, on The Doctors, and many other shows. And in his private practice, he gets to put all of the CBT expertise to work. He has a master's degree in marriage and family therapy, and he has two doctorates. So should I call you Dr. Dr. Mike Dow?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just just one doctor will do.
1: (laughs) All right. But but Buddy is a doctorate in psychology and then a second doctorate in clinical sexology. I think I'm going to call you Dr. Dr. Mike from now on.
0: Okay, I'll take it.
1: (laughs) Dr. Dr. Mike is a graduate of USC where he was a presidential scholar. So I am so happy that he agreed to work on this book with me at Chicken Soup for the Soul. This is a thrill for us. All right. So let's get right into chapter four of the book, Weight Loss That Works. We start off with one story actually about a woman who was doing an awful lot of emotional eating, eating when she was emotionally hungry, not physically hungry. And she found a solution herself and she lost 150 pounds over two and a half years. So slow and steady. Tell us what you have for us in chapter four.
0: Well, I think all of us can learn a lot from Gina's story to train our brains, uh, whether or not we're overweight or, or struggle, we all need to check in and, you know, we need to realize is the hunger coming from below the neck, physical hunger, or is it above the neck? You know, is it coming from your brain? Is it emotionally based hunger? Are you eating because you're stressed or you're bored or it's because you're at a holiday party and that's what everyone else is doing? So you... Uh, All of a sudden you're eating six cookies because you're just grazing. And so it's really training your brain to be aware of that. And then after we sort of get past that brain training, just that awareness piece, then we really dig into the think, act, and be happy part, changing the way you think. So a lot of people who are perfectionists or overachievers, they tend to think in polarized black or white, all or nothing sort of formats right so it's if you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to be healthy it is about okay i'm going to do my best but if you do have let's say you eat you wake up you have those organic berries and then you have a great salad at lunch and then after lunch you have one cookie well a polarized way to look at that is well it's all or nothing so i blew it today so that means my whole diet is ruined my whole healthy eating plan is ruined and oh what's wrong with me? And it leads you down this road. And so it's really helping people to change the way they think and seeing the gray areas to give yourself credit for what you did do. So say, you know what, ate really healthy for breakfast, for lunch. Yeah, I had one thing that was unhealthy, but you know, overall I did pretty well. And then when it comes to the B part, the behavioral part of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is changing the way you act, we are going to take you through um, one of my favorite hacks from cognitive behavioral therapy, which is breaking big goals into smart goals. So a smart goal is a specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-sensitive goal. So instead of saying, oh my gosh, I have to lose 150 pounds, and maybe Gina would feel overwhelmed and anxious and depressed and feel bad about herself, and oh, how did I let myself get this big, or this is so overwhelming. But what if you just took 150 pounds and you said, I'm going to lose two pounds per month at least for the next 12 months. And you gave yourself these these really specific and these measurable outcomes and, and you sort of give yourself this goal in a baby step sort of way to think about it. All of a sudden, 150 pounds, you don't think about the 150, you're just thinking about two pounds this month. And so it just allows people to stay on the wagon, I guess you could say, and it helps people to keep going because, you know, at the end of the day, the race is long and it's a marathon. Health is a marathon for all of us. And, you know, at the end of the day, the race is only with yourself. So I think it's really about being a little kinder to yourself and and using strategies that work as well. Yeah,
1: I agree. Now I've learned that if I fall off the wagon and eat one cookie, I put it in this calorie journal. And I say, oh, well, it's not that many calories. It didn't actually ruin my whole day. Because I used to be one of those people where if I ate one piece of the Entman's coffee cake, I'd just go and eat the rest of the box. You know, I'd mm. say, well, I'm going to eat it all anyway. So i might as well just yep. get it over with. <laughs> but But I've learned right, to stop. Right. And chapter four definitely helped me with that. Now, after the break, we're going to come back and talk about another one of my favorite chapters in the book, which is chapter nine, which is called Find Forgiveness and Liberate Yourself. Okay, we're back with Dr. Dr. Mike Dow. I'm calling him a Dr. Doctor now because he has two doctorates. We've been talking about some practical, easy-to-implement tips for weight loss from Chapter 4 of our new book, Think, Act, and Be Happy. And now we're going to talk about chapter nine of our new book, which is about how forgiveness can liberate you, which is a great topic before the holidays. So, all right, I'm going to share my favorite story, which we put in the book, and then Mike is going to explain to you how this all works. So here's this incredible story. It's by Judith Guarnera. And Judith was not moving forward after going through a tough divorce. And she was at this divorce Support group one night, and the leader of the support group said, Okay, say after me, in my marriage, I did the best I could. And so everybody said that, no problem. And then the leader said, Okay, now say, In my marriage, my spouse did the best that he could or that she could. And nobody would say it. And Judith wouldn't say it either. But then she thought about it, and the leader said, If you know that you did the best that you could, why aren't you assuming that your spouse did the best that he or she could? And then Judah thought, that's true. I did the best I could in the marriage, but it failed. And my husband did the best that he could, but it just didn't work out. But I should stop being mad at him in his own way. He was trying just as I was trying. And it caused this immediate change in her perspective. And she was able to stop resenting him. And she was able to stop wearing that heavy cloak of resentment and disappointment. And she shrugged that heavy cloak off her shoulders and she was able to move forward and get on with her life. And so we started our forgiveness chapter with that story. And we did have another story also where it was a little harder to forgive, where it was a grandfather who kept telling his granddaughter that she was eating too much and she was fat basically. And it was a terrible thing. And so we have that story as well. And so Mike then explained in his part of the chapter how you can forgive people whether they tried or not. So Mike take it away from here.
0: What I love about this chapter Amy is that this book is all about, you know, think act and be happy. So of course we start by with changing the way you think and this this relates to forgiveness so a lot of times if if we are in a relationship or we're struggling we use uh, one of these thought patterns in cognitive behavioral therapy psychic thinking so we're, I'm going to teach you how to turn that off and you know it, it's going to help you to verbalize your feelings and it's going to help you to stop being a mind reader and you know stop reading other people's minds and assuming you know what they're thinking but then you know what I really love about this chapter is after you you sort of heal that psychic thinking in you is that there's a meditation that is an antidote to that psychic thinking, and it it will also help you to find more forgiveness. So it's a meditation that will help you to, you know, whether this person in your life is still living or has passed or this person will or may never change, it's a meditation that will help you to find more compassion in your life more forgiveness. And it's also meditation that helps people to to communicate more in the relationships that are important to them. And by doing so, they're turning off their psychic thinking and they're also training their brains to become happier. And then, you know, the B part in cognitive behavioral therapy, the behavior, um, we're also going to help you to change the way you act. And then, of course, a lot of times in this book, what we do is we take the things that we uh, started with, you know, it starts with that story so that you can have that me too moment of, oh, I feel that way too, or I can relate to that piece of that story. And then you change your thoughts. But then we can't stop there, can we, Amy? Because if you don't change what you do in your life, you're not really making a significant change. So then changing the act, once you've seen how you want to change and you this meditation – it's taking that to the next level and an action. Maybe it's dinner, a phone call, or a card, or maybe it's a letter to somebody who has passed away and really writing things down to really cultivate that forgiveness. And you know, if it's, if it's around the holidays or an anniversary of a past, it's really a great time to take that to the next level and to train your brain. And yes, we can train our brains to be more forgiving, which I think is really incredible.
1: Yeah, what I like is that you don't actually have to talk to the other person even if the person is still alive. So after you do the meditation and you realize who you haven't forgiven, what your problem was with them, how it's holding you back, then we take you through this guided journal where you write down the person you need to forgive and then you write down what you're going to do about it. And I love the fact that you never have to go and talk to that person and you can still liberate yourself with that forgiveness. And so we have... In our guided journal section, two different people. You get to write down two different people. And then I think once you've done those two people, you probably find a few more that you need to do.
0: Yeah, and, and I love how practical CBT is. And you know, I think that's why you and I, when we had that uh, lunch and, and you thought of this idea for this book, it's so, such a practical sort of a brain training tool. And it really is going to make a real measurable difference in what you choose to do with your life each and every day because, you know, words become thoughts, thoughts become actions, and actions add up to become who you are in your life. So, you know, I think we really are helping people to become the people that they know that they have within them. You know, we're not telling you that there's anything wrong with you. We're just trying to maximize the what's right with you by helping you to tap into your greatest potential uh, through these CBT-based tools in this book.
1: Yeah, so let's say, I mean, we're talking now, it's October, Thanksgiving is coming soon. Let's say you know you're going to see a certain person, family member, friend, and you have some issues with that person. So now let's get practical. So you need to write down what you're upset about, and then maybe you need to write down something where you say, as Judith did, well, that person did do his best. So maybe you're angry with somebody, but you know, if you really think about it, that person, they can't help being themselves and you shouldn't take it personally. And that's just how they are. Like tell us the steps you would use to prepare for Thanksgiving with that certain person.
0: Yeah. I think this meditation is going to help. I think that this uh, finding and tapping into your own wells of compassion and forgiveness uh, is is going to help before you go. So it's a little bit of preparation, and then at that Thanksgiving dinner or uh, at that family meeting, then you can really take that olive branch. And, you know, and this CBT is really practical and, and really realistic. So if it's somebody who, you know, is just, is not going to take, you know, a heartfelt conversation uh, well, and you've decided that you've healed the forgiveness in your own heart. And maybe this person is just somebody who now you're just going to be kinder to. It doesn't mean that you have to become best friends with every person who's ever wronged you, but it's certainly about learning how to choose and being really practical and real about these everyday strategies and always finding forgiveness and then choosing through your actions what you want to do and how you want to implement that in your life and in what way. So I just love the practicality of it all um, in helping people to change their brains and have a happier life.
1: Yeah. I think it's really helpful. Once I learned about the power of forgiveness and started implementing it, I became so much happier because it is so liberating to just step away from the heavy load of carrying around those resentments. So I think it's one of the best things I've learned at Chicken Soup for the Soul is how to use that power of forgiveness. So I was really excited that we included it in Think, Act, and Be Happy.
0: I think we could all use a little bit more forgiveness (laughs) in our lives. Uh, We've all had people who have wronged us. And even if there's 1%, uh, a little bit of resentment lurking somewhere in there, I think the tools in this book will help you to address those. So it it couldn't come at a better time. You know, I think in this world, we all could use a lot, some healing right about now. I know that books about happiness have been surging because I think people are feeling really stressed. So if you are looking for an alternative to all the negativity that they see on on cable news or whatever it is that they're watching. I think that this book is going to help people to tap into that. Maybe that forgotten um, goodness that we have within us all. So I like that
1: as well. Besides books about finding happiness, soaring in sales, the other category that has really gone up is books about anxiety. So I thought, wow, we're really in a great position for holiday gifts with our new Chicken Soup for the Soul book, Think, Act, and Be Happy. So to learn more about the book, you can go to Mike's website, which is drmikedow.com, D-R-Mike-Dow, D-O-W.com. Or you can go to chickensoup.com. And you're also going to see some videos that we made that explain some of the tips in the book and show you what some of those guided journaling and guided meditation pages look like. Mike, Thank you so much for having come back again to talk some more about Think, Act, and Be Happy.
0: Thanks, Amy. I hope readers really love this book, and I'm pretty sure that they will. So thanks for having me.
1: I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back next week as we continue preparing for the holidays with some more inspiration and motivation from our stories.